Are you ready? A shot of wrestling. Episode 197. And the way. Wait. Nope. Oh, Rachel, get a shot, boy. Is that the message you got? We are about to go live, but you're ready to rock. So take a shot. Oh, so take a shot. Oh, yeah. I'm a street breaker. I'm a heartbreaker. This is my job. I'm a mold breaker. Strip land into war. About to seek and destroy. It's an SOW. Let me hear you make noise. Take a shot, boy. Is that the message you got? We about to go live, but you're ready to rock, so take a shot. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 197 of A Shot of Wrestling. I'm your host at Michael J. Party, joined by Hollywood himself, Mark Schwann. Mark, welcome back to the show. Oh, thank you for having me, Putty. How you doing, man? <sighs> you know, it's been a it's been a rough week, my friend. It's been a long month. It's been right? a long it's been a long year. Oh, it's only twenty twenty. I mean, it just became twenty twenty. Like six months ago, ago, right? It's like six months. <laughs> we're already six months in. Like five weeks ago. Yeah. Can you believe that? Five weeks ago we were celebrating New Year's and now yeah. it's only February. Yeah. It just started February. What the hell? And yeah. In a couple of, uh, a couple of moments, a couple of hours, will be February. We're doing a show Friday night. Oh, man, what a rough, rough month. And I usually thought that this is just me. There's a lot of stuff going on. Maybe I had a bad month. But there's a lot of bad stuff going on in the world as well. But now I'm finding everybody feels the same way I do. Everybody thinks it's such a long... So much happened this month. It feels like a year. Almost like half the year's gone by. Yeah. The Vi- way how Edge looked when he came back from a rumble, <laughs> that's, that's the way I feel. Oh, man. Such a long, long month. And uh, we, we missed, we don't talk about what happened seven days ago, as of this recording, the tragic event of the passing of Kobe and his daughter, Gigi. Oh, dude. It's one of those moments where I knew exactly where I was. I can describe you everything where I was when Princess Diana died. Yeah. When, yeah. Owen, when Owen Hart died. And now I'm going to add Kobe Bryant to that list. It, it, this is big. This is monumental. Uh, you're absolutely right. It's going to be one of those things you talk about. Like I remember when I found out the news. I, I remember where I was. I remember how I was feeling. I remember exactly what was going on. It's just tragic. There's no other word to put it. Was the story the same for you? Because I found out I was at my parents' house. I wasn't at your parents' house, so no. I was at my parents' house, and I got a notification from TMZ. Kobe Bryant died in a helicopter crash. So I stopped my truck. I go, what? They were watching like one of those home remodeling shows. I'm like, do you want if I change the channel real quick? She goes, yeah, why? What happened? And I go to ESPN. Nothing. I go to MSNBC. Nothing. CNN. New York One. Nothing. Fox Sports, nothing. Right. And I go, Kobe Bryant just died in a helicopter crash. My mother gets all shot. She goes, what? So then I go online. Nothing's online. So for like an hour later, finally, NBC News picks up. There's a helicopter crash. No survivors. Mm-hmm. Not, not mentioning any names. But it took like maybe like two, two, three hours for the news to slowly finally flood out. Yeah, because TMZ, they, uh, some police officer, I think, leaked it over to TMZ yeah, and they, they, they reported it before anyone else. I think even before even Vanessa found out. Probably. But the, for those two the two hours, I'm like, what the fuck's going on? Please let, please let that be a mistake. Yeah. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, it wasn't. And there were like mixed reports, too. They were saying like one report said like the whole family died. Rick Fox died. Yeah, Rick Fox died, apparently. A reporter trying to beat the news cycle said one of his daughters was on the flight. That everyone gave him shit on it for Twitter. Reporting that's fucked yeah. up. How you don't turn out to be true. 
Yeah, sadly. But that whole situation was just um, really tragic. It's really sad. I was surprised how sad I am. A lot of us, I feel like, were like that. Because don't get me wrong. I was not uh, – I'm not a Lakers fan. I'm, I'm a Knicks a Knicks all the way, that's right. So, um, you know, I pretty much wasn't necessarily a Kobe fan mm-hmm. growing up. Appreciated him, had nothing but respect for him. Nothing obviously, respect, yeah. a great basketball player, and obviously, a very good human being outside of the basketball court for everything he's done to, for the community, and just a stand-up individual. And it, it affected me, man. Because like, yeah. I think Carson brought up best. I mean, we grew up with Kobe Bryant, big part of our lives. Yeah, we grew up watching him in the very prime of his career. Like, yes, we were alive when Jordan was was a lot around, but we didn't necessarily grow up with Jordan. Yeah, we didn't follow his college days or right his, in, ca- in this case high school days like we grew up with kobe and it was yeah. just from wow. when he got drafted to his being a single teenager in la right to the reunion uh not to the union he formed with Shaq, the how it, that ended and to see him turn around the whole franchise and carry a cha- two championships about his back alone but then what stands out though is just like you know the fact yes his daughter was in that horrible crash as well and knowing like how close of a relationship he had yeah. with his family, with his daughters, especially Gigi, and uh, the basketball player that she was becoming. That's what he was talking to uh, Jimmy Kimmel, I think it was. Yeah, saying someone told him, "Man, don't you want a boy to carry your legacy?" Oh God, yeah, I love that. And his daughter was like, "Hey, I, I'm right here. I, I'm going to do that." He's a girl dad. Yeah, he's a girl dad. And there was whole plans for her to carry his legacy. He was thinking to the future with WNBA. Yeah, like wow. So of all his daughters, that's the one. But then, like you hear all these stories from uh, different players he played with, different celebrities. Well, even like Jimmy Fallon had a great like, story. Yeah, talking about these stories that they had with him, it just sounded like an amazing human being. Yeah, and uh, we we really lost a good one. Yeah, and, and um, yeah, it's just sad. I'm trying to think, who else could die like that and transcend not only his sport but the world. They, they it's, it's very rare. It's very it on rare. Royal Rumble. They mentioned it every basketball game, every hockey game, every not baseball, but because he was he was not just a basketball player. Like the way how he made people feel, yeah, was on a different level. Like basketball was just something he did. Dude, I I watched um his short story that uh, he did. I love basketball. Or I dream of basketball. Uh, yeah, the Oscar winning short he did. Yeah, did you watch that? No, I strongly recommend that you do. I cried. I actually cried after watching it. They were talking about it on the news. This guy wrote a poem after he retired. Took that poem, turned it into a short. Yeah. And ended up winning an Oscar. Yeah. Like, wow. Dude, especially like now. Yeah. Oh. And they just oh my God. Up, I would see him on these t- talk shows all the time, and he just seemed like a genuinely nice guy. Yeah. Big heart, big family man. Uh, Conan O'Brien tributed him by showing clips of him on his show and how funny he was. Yeah. Like I said, I'm just surprised how sad I am because I wasn't a big Kobe fan. I'm not a big basketball fan anymore. But I was, you know, loved and respected this guy, and I just didn't know how much it was until he was gone. It's just he's a rare human being. Huge loss, yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, the last time I feel like the world felt like this maybe was Michael Jackson, when the world just kind of stopped when someone died. But even then, like you know, Michael Jackson. I mean, there was just like a lot of these um, different conflicting views on him. Yeah, and that was sad and tragic. It wasn't as tragic as this being no, like, because that accident. Right. So I'm thinking of like Princess Diana thing. Well, that sudden tragic accident. In a split second, she's done. Yeah. How the whole world... Re- I mean, as a kid, I, I was crying over her. And, for, and I was like, why am I crying? But he's one of those guys that transcended his business and the sports and touched everybody, whoever knew him. Yeah. Rest in peace, Kobe Bryant, and 
everybody on board, as we have to say now. All the other families, too. Yes. Really sad. And to Gigi and to the whole Bryant family. Yeah. It's just tragic. To, just to pile on to that, my coworker's husband suddenly died tragically. Yes. And uh, I, I, was, I found out that. today, Friday, before I came to the studio, a big part of my life, a man I looked up to, admired, and respected, who helped become, make me the man I am today. Uh, Father Paul Wood passed away, so uh, rest in peace to him. I'm going to do a shot and a drink for you later on, my friend. Until we meet again, thank you for everything. But moving on, I mean, let's try to cheer up. Yes. Okay. This is a wrestling podcast. Let's get back to the focus. We had a Royal Rumble party at oh. Buffalo Wild Wings. Huge turnout. Oh, yeah. Thank you to everybody who came by and hung out with us. That was a lot of fun. It was, it was much needed, especially uh, that was the day when it happened with the tragic yeah. accident. So I, think, definitely... I think we all needed to come together. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, felt, it felt the love. And no joke. I mean, you, we had an excellent turnout. I was blown away by how many people sh- uh, show, showed up. And um, Buffalo Wild Wings, I mean, they definitely, they upped their game, too. Uh, part of my slippery fingers. Yeah. I'm going to drop a couple names. I'm sitting next to Nia Kennedy and uh, <clears throat> Bull James at my table. Yes. Talking and reminiscing about what happened with Kobe and this, the Royal Rumble event itself. And I ask, where is somebody? And Nia goes, oh, dude, they're on the other side. We have a lot more people. Go around the corner. They're by the big screen TV. I'm like, wow, how deep is this? How big, first of all, a how big is this place? Yeah, and how much of us are here? Yeah. Deep. So later on, I go around the corner and there's like twenty more people. I'm like, holy crap! There's more. To it. Dude, I feel like there was like about a hundred people there that show up strong. Yeah, Abel said he counted eighty to hundred people. Yeah, awesome. So make sure you are there at Buffalo Wild Wings for Elimination Chamber in Forest Hills, hosted by our good friends, BWF Boys, Bronx Wrestling Federation. Then we also have February 29th. We have doing the uh, was AEW, the AEW show. In Times Square. No, actually, that's going to be in Forest Hills as well. What happened? Long, long, long story yeah. short, yeah. All right. uh, it's going to be in Forest Hills, hosted by Tommy Dreamer and Original Gata, House of Hardcore. Love her. She's an awesome chick. I met her at oh, uh, my God. Bound for Glory last year and two years ago now. Awesome woman. Can't wait to hang out with them. I gotta say, I'm so pissed off. I'm missing both of these back to back. Both of them. I thought you were missing I'm, one of them. Oh, I'm missing both. Both of them because of family reasons. You're an asshole. It's my family. Bring them with that you. May, I, I can't. I literally can't. Mm-hmm. One of which my my brother in law is getting married. Yeah, it's your brother in law, not your brother. If I don't go to that, my wife is going to be stringing me by my balls. She already is. She's, what? No. What? Yeah. What? What are you, what what? Are you saying what? here? Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Moving along. Well. Also, this past weekend, we have BWF, first show of the year. First show, BWF, a Bronx tale. We'll be there ringside on commentary in our usual spot. Can't wait for that. That would happen, of course. That's what I say. It already happened. It already happened, yeah. <laughs> Hell of a show. You're transcending my mind, bro. Inception. It hasn't I happened know, yet, dude. Man. It hasn't happened yet, but I know. It's just a sick show, <laughs> bro. And, uh, so we'll talk about that next week. And we talk about that next week. But in the meantime, right now, we have actually BCW going on. Queen of the North 2. As we speak, it is happening. Usually this is where I tell you we have a team setting up, getting ready to broadcast live, cover the event, top to bottom. This time I actually mean it. It's not myself. I unfortunately cannot be there. But we do have somebody else there. Yes. And we have Abel. We have Jimmy J. But I believe it's Abel right now that we have on the line. Abel, take it away, man. 
Well, guys, the crowd is just starting to file in. That's right. If you're ready and willing, I'm able alongside Jimmy J in Richfield Park, New Jersey. How are you, brother? Oh, man, I got to tell you, man, it feels, it feels very special to be here in Richfield Park. I mean, I can feel the electric in this building over here, man. It's something different. It's something special. History is going to be made. Michael J. Putty, Mark Schwann, I am sorry that you guys are missing out on this, but we're going to start off the night with the governor's ball. AJ Pan on social media has been saying that he's going to announce a new member to the PCA. Now, it's an all-woman show, so we got to expect there's going to be a new lady joining America's favorite agent. Man, I can't wait to see who it is. I mean, listen, it could be anyone out here today. I've been backstage. I've been talking to some of the ladies, and nobody's breaking nobody's breaking kayfabe right now, man. Who, who do you think it's going to be, though, oh, if man. you had a choice? That's just tough. If man. you were America's favorite agent, who America's would you pick? America's favorite agent. There's a couple of women I got my eye on in this company right now. A couple of women rising to the top. I like Vanity. Uh, you know, I she's like, the number one contender. Yeah. She's what better one. way to go? Exactly. Why not go straight to the top? Pick up the BCW Women's Champion, Faye Jackson. That's another option right here. It could be Faye Jackson because you know, you know, you know, AJ wants to make his whole corporation prestigious. So Absolutely. Why not? Why not? Why not? And speaking of Faye Jackson, Faye Jackson last year at Queen of the North, the inaugural show became the inaugural women's champion. Now, tonight we have a tournament full of so many talented women, and I mean the roster that BCW has assembled is the cream of the crop, just like Macho Man Randy Savage would say. The cream of the crop, ooh, yeah. <laughs> the cream always rises to the top, yeah. And all these women are rising to the top. I mean, you, you talk about Ray Lynn, Marty Bell, Danny Jordan, um, Brandy Lauren. There's a plethora of women over here on and at this event today. But there's only one woman that is going to win this tournament. And the question is, Green, now, if they win this tournament, what happens from here? I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, do they become number one contender? But, but does does Vanity have someone to fight against for her number one contendership? Yeah, that's Does Faye I'm, Jackson now have to be afraid of, of who's next in line? But now you just mentioned it, Faye. What's going on with Faye? I didn't even see her on the card today. I seen her in the back, but nobody's saying anything to me. And we're, do, we're doing mic check. We're getting ready for Queen of the North 2. The boss is here. Everybody's here. We're all in great spirits. Uh, but one match that I'm really interested in, Jimmy. You, you've been talking about it ever since we got on the Turnpike, brother. The Queen of the Monsters match for the first time ever. The ladies take center stage in the most hardcore. And when we talk about hardcore, we, we know how Jersey could get when it comes to hardcore. You're going to see everything, including the kitchen sink today. I think I saw it underneath the ring, by the way. It's somewhere. It's somewhere around here. I'm telling you right now. Listen, Holiday, Davian. Savannah Evans, Ruthless Lala. It's about to get ruthless in here. Anarchy rules. There are no rules. I'm telling you right now, somebody's going to get hurt. I'm worried. I see an EMS outside. I know the medic is here. There's a doctor in the building. They might have to take my blood pressure because I'm, gonna, I'm telling you right now, Green, this is going to be a crazy match. The prisoners are running the asylum in this match. I got to tell you because I would not want to be caught in a jail cell with any one of these women. It's, it's like they've broken out. I'm scared. And Green. this is going to be their breakout moment here tonight at BCW, Queen of the North 2. I'm scared. I'm honestly scared. Now, we know it's an all-women's show, but Mr. Darius Carter would not let this show go without putting some, some attention 
to wrestling's richest prize, the BCW Championship. I wonder what he's going to say. Now, you and him are pretty close. Listen, Has he let you in? I mean, I saw you and him talking in the locker room. What were you guys talking about? I cannot tell you, okay, because, listen, that's confidential information. Uh, me and Mr. Carter, yes, we're like peanut butter and jelly. It's okay. You know, I know what's going to be happening here. They rolled out the red carpet. Well, they didn't have the red carpet. I had to physically <laughs> bring the red carpet just for Mr. Carter because I would not want to ruin his Versace shoes, okay? So get that straight here, and, and he thanks me for that. But unfortunately, Mr. Cole and ugh, these ignorant individuals that are running backstage in BCW over here, they did not bring a red carpet, but all good. All good, Carter. I have you covered. No worries. I know what's going to happen. And, well, it's for me to know and I guess everybody else to find out. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, we are here live at Queen of the North 2. Michael J. Putty, Mark Schwann, I'm going to throw it right back at to you at the studio because I'm sure there's a lot of news. There's a lot of shit to talk about that affected the wrestling world this week. It's time for In the News with Michael J. Putty and Mark. Dude, I am so mad. I'm sitting here with you right now. I'm not over there. The Queen of North with all those ladies that are going to be there in that house. First of all, when I do PCW shows, I do the in-studio stuff by myself, solo. I hate that you're here as well. But yeah, of all shows from Putty to Miss, it's one of my favorite shows of the year. Brandy Lauren's going to be there. My girl Vanity is going to be there. Jordan Grace. Missing so many hot chicks. <laughs> I was talking about the talent level that's going to be there, but... So I meant hot like in talent-wise. You were a disgusting perv, Ben. Me too. This is a wrong time. I'm talking about their hot talent. You never want to say me too in front of a guy. It makes me nervous. Me too. Hey, 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 hey. But anyway, no, well, I'm glad we do have a team over there, so... I love us. Yeah? We can get emotional and teary-eyed talking about Kobe Bryant and then... Joke around Me Too movement. It's great. <laughs> Within 10 minutes. It's fantastic. <laughs> Only here at any shot of wrestling. <laughs> so while they're finishing setting up, you want to get into some news? Yeah. Yeah, might as well. Mark, I hate to say I told you so, but I told you so. You need to start listening to me more. Okay? I don't know what you're talking about. Who wasn't on commentary this weekend? <laughs> Edge. Because he was a surprise. 21st entrant in the Royal Rumble. I told you he was coming back. I was saying that since day one, Edge is coming back. Never had any doubt. Never doubted it once. Go check the records. Don't don't don't, don't check the records. But yeah, he was medically cleared. You almost ago. didn't. You almost didn't cover that actually. Yeah, I didn't believe it. <laughs> he, was, he was cleared months ago. And he was just downplaying the rumors. His schedule is to believe one like Brock Lesnar. You know, he comes a couple of matches a year, maybe twenty five appearances. I think that the rumor is now. Yeah, five matches, including the Royal Rumble for twenty twenty. This year, yes. Alex McCarthy of TalkSports.com revealed is a three year deal. Making about $3 million a year, five matches, like I said, and 25-plus appearances. The Wrestling Observer Newsletter is saying that that's not right. It's going to be more dates. We shall see. Uh -huh. I think it all really depends on how he holds up. One of the highest contracts in WWE history as he used AEW to get more money. Smart move. Smart move. Can you blame him? Do you think he would actually sign with AEW, though? Because I'm thinking there's... What kind of loyal? Where's, where's your loyalty at? If you're willing to sign with AEW, but then I realized, oh, it was just a ploy. That's a smart move. It's a business move. Yeah, man. It's it's not about you're the business guy here. It's not yeah. about loyalty per se. You know, it's 
he's got a family, he's got a wife and kids, you know, he's got to be thinking about himself. He doesn't necessarily know how long he can necessarily go with this or what's going to come next with his acting career or with uh, his personality gigs as a podcast host. So, you know, he's got to maximize on this right now. After being clear, W sent a ring to his house so he can train. That's awesome. No way, really? That's awesome. And what better training partner than Hall of Famer Beth Phoenix? Exactly. Who looked great at the Rumble as well. Apparently, AEW reported making a serious offer, a big money offer, for him to be a producer and a backstage agent as well as an in-ring talent. That would be a huge move for the WWE. He's going to be called, of course, Adam Copeland and whatever. He told AEW about the offer, and boom, now he has a three-year deal, $3 million a year. That's total $9 million plus. Yeah. Good for him. Bangarang, dude. Bangarang? You've never seen Hook growing up? The movie with Robin Williams? Yes. Yeah, like a long-ass time ago. Bangarang. I don't know what that means. Holy shit. Okay. I can't with you. Okay. But, all right, I just want to say this. I The reason why I didn't get necessarily hyped up about it, uh, about Edge possibly coming back when I heard these rumors, because I didn't believe it at all. I believe I believed that I. Uh, he was coming back in some capacity. I didn't believe it at all. I didn't necessarily think it was going to be in-ring action. So props to them for being able to pull one over our eyes. Oh, yeah. But yet I wasn't surprised when he entered the Royal Rumble. You weren't? Where you just sat there stone-faced? Because I, I feel like everyone just lost their fucking minds. I'm like, oh, shit. It's true. Yeah. Like, if the rumors weren't around, I would have lost my shit. Right. Like when Shane McMahon came out those years ago in Detroit. If the rumors were around, though, maybe maybe Edge comes back. Maybe Edge will be in the Rumble. It's like, oh, okay, so the rumors are true. Welcome back. But now I'm finding out he's back Brock Lesnar-style. So now I'm going to see what the, where this goes. What I've not heard was Daniel Bryan, after every match, he has all these tests. I've not heard what test he has to go through, if any. But I'm assuming they got to check on him. I'm sure they have to put him through the ringer. But then why put him through that brutal beatdown on Raw? Oh, well, we'll get to Man, that later. That is fantastic. We'll get to that. Stone Cold Steve Austin is fed up with you guys asking about whether he's coming back. No way. Talked about the podcast because everyone, again, these questions are coming back with Edge coming, returning to the Royal Rumble. Saying, and I quote, basically you're asking me, based on Edge's return, would I consider making a return? No. Whatever Edge is doing is, has nothing to do with me. I'm done. I already said I'm done. Well, keep in mind, Stone Cold is much older than Edge. And we don't necessarily know the capacity of um, Stone Cold's neck where it's at. You know, it could be worse than what Edge suffered. We don't know that. He goes on to say, when I see a guy who's kind of has a similar neck situation that I had, or neck surgery in general... Leave the business when he did nine years ago, then come back. I'm like, okay, man, be careful out there. You know, because I haven't seen you in action. You know, it's very, we know it's very physical. You can get hurt anytime, any way. It's very dangerous. So to please be careful. Something I said when we first talked about Edge coming back. Why risk? Take that risk. You know, you land or get hit the wrong way, you're paralyzed. Why take that risk? But apparently he had another neck surgery. He's been cleared by every single doctor he's seen. So I'm not a doctor, so they know more than I do. Exactly. They know. So. They know more God than bless, we do, welcome, and then especially, you know, WWE doctors are even more strict. So going back to my thing but the Hall of Fame, now you got some guy in your roster who's wrestling on a part-time basis as a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Did he go in too soon? Was it all sentimental? Because Edge is a headliner. You could have waited a while down the road, but not, not, no one knew he was going to come back. He was done. How can you know at that point, though? How, at at nine, that point, like, he, he was rushed in, though. Nine years ago, the dude broke his neck. They said, if you nine years take ago, another bump... You're going to be paralyzed or die. Nine years ago, he retired. Eight years ago, he was at the Hall of Fame. Right. That, you I, I think that's fine. Don't rush. You could have waited. I mean, I understand the sentiment. 
but you don't have to rush him. He's somebody who could have been, I mean, could have been eight, year, eight years ago. The same conversation we're having now. I mean, we could debate about this all day. The fact is, he's still a Hall of Famer. And deserving only so. I just think yeah. it's too soon. But one has to think, this has to give some sort of hope for Paige, you know, who's still so young. I mean, she's still got to be, what, her mid-20s? You know, if, if Edge can come back, Edge's got to be, what, in his 40s at this point. Again, Edge has gone for nine years, though. Nine years. Right. But with time and who knows what type of you know advances we've made in technology and medicine since, you know, maybe Paige could have a chance down the road. Who knows? I would love to see that. And from what I heard, so would Paige. I'm sure she would. So I'm sure she's the first one going to forefront this movement and go to see every doctor she needs to go see. Yeah. She just had a neck surgery a couple months ago, so you never know. She probably texts Edge like, yo, what's your doctor's name? Yeah, right? <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised though if she comes back, though. I mean, I hope she does. I really hope she does. Just for the fact, I think Stone Cold talks about it all the time, you want to go out on your terms. Yeah, and I think that's what Edge, what he's doing right now. He, and that's what he, he wants to come to. back to his own. He wants to come back, oh, come back on his own terms. Because no one wants to be told when you're done, especially when he basically was kind of in his prime. Especially an athlete, any athlete, you don't want to be yeah. told you can't do this anymore. No, so especially yeah, exactly. He was in his prime. He just won the world heavyweight championship. Yeah, WrestleMania 27, he retained it. He didn't just want to he retained it. it. Excuse me. Yeah, and I was there for Edge's last match. Again, not the thing taken away from me. Damn it! All about you, putty. You're damn right it is my show. <laughs> you know the news? Andrade failed the wellness test and has been suspended for 30 days. That sucks. But they they're keeping the United States Championship on him. Thanks to Paul Heyman, who, who fuses him as one of the main event stars. They found out right before Raw, they had to rewrite Raw and write him off TV. Well done. That was a good way to sign up, write him off. I knew something was up. The whole thing was full circle. I was like, yeah. wait, is... Are him and Charlotte going to get married right now? Or oh, I, didn't think, I didn't think about that. Like, what's going on here? I didn't necessarily think he's going to be suspended. Happy they kept the title on him, though, because we don't know what he's suspended for. It could be some minor. Well, what was the wellness policy? 30 days, right? First infraction, 30 days, yeah. 30 days. So, Next yeah. one's 60, so. Dirty, you're fired. Better stay clean, buddy. Did you hear about Matt Riddle and Brock Lesnar having backstage altercation? I heard about this. I heard what Brock Lesnar said to him. What did he say to him? Said, uh, I, I don't necessarily remember word for word. Because you might as well stop saying my name and tagging me is. and shit because you and I will never work together, ever. Matt Riddle apparently kept his cool. Riddle has responded to Lesnar in a video via released by the Performance Center's official YouTube page. Now, is it a Now, is it a work? Saying, and I quote, I really wanted to get my hands on Brock. I saw him throwing everybody around. I don't care what he says or anybody says. I don't care if he wants the match or not. I'm going to get it. I don't care. It's not, it's not up to him. I don't like being told no, especially when I work as hard as I do. I guarantee I, I get my hands on him. No way. No way? I don't see it because Brock Lesnar, how much time does he have left in his contract? I don't even know. You know Brock Lesnar just signed a new one. I think he's towards the end of his career, and Matt Riddle isn't on that level yet. Why not then? Put him on. Why not? That'd be a huge. Huge for who? Matt Riddle. That'd be huge for Matt Riddle, but no one else. So if Brock Lesnar's going to hang him up, why not rub, give somebody the rub? That's what you're supposed to do in this business. When you're on the way out, give somebody the rub. Put do it for Keith over. Lee. Keith Lee is the bigger draw at this point. Okay, fair enough. I agree with you. I think, I'm, I'm, I think Brock Keith- Lesnar would want that match. Matt Riddle is doing it, doing this in a disrespectful way from what I can see. I don't think Matt Riddle deserves this opportunity. Well, thanks to Matt Riddle, they held a media class at the Performance Center telling the NXT talent not to call out Raw or SmackDown superstars. There you go. Wow. Okay. There you go. Listen, professional wrestling is all about respect. 
And from what I can tell about Matt Riddle, he doesn't really have a lot of respect for a lot of the vets. Do you think Brock Lesnar will put somebody over on his way out? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He, I mean, yeah, he's got to. Things we've about in the show in the past, I can't differentiate between Brock Lesnar, the animal, and Brock Lesnar, the father and husband. Mm. What, what's his respect for the business? What's, what's his love for the business? Is he just Because it seems like he's just in for a paycheck. That's what it seems like. So we'll see what happens. Uh, house shows, you know, they're kind of back on house shows in other news. Yeah. Starting in February, the reason is to reduce, the reason for the reduction is due to low attendance and W losing money. I mean, that's a big reason. So I'm figuring less house shows, less time on the road, less travel, more time with the friends and family. And more uh, more time to recoup, you know, less injuries, less injuries. hopefully. But, you know, apparently this is going to affect some people's pay here. Some wrestlers on the lower card feel they'll miss out on making money. The company just had 19 events on the schedule for February, 11 for NXT, 8 for the main roster. And many talents are reported unhappy. It was known that top talents are making a lot of money these days, but the rest of the roster will see a drop in income because they're working fewer dates. And, of course, they'll lose money on merchandise sales. Right. So you're, I, you're, you're, I hate to cut you off, but you're the business guy here. Smart move here? Listen, no matter what WWE does, not every person on the roster is going to be happy. Same as the fans. But what WWE is doing is they're, they're cutting their losses here. They're doing a smart move. It's going to help the... A lot of the talent is always working their asses off so there's not these major injuries from happening. And the people that are lower on the card, listen, you know, you can look at someone like Zack Ryder who found a very creative way to get himself over and get merchandise sales up for himself. You know, just be creative. You're in a creative industry. Be creative with yourself, with your brand. If, if you're going to feel like you're losing out money from doing these live events and losing out merch sales, find another way to do it. Don't be complacent and rely on someone else to do it for you. Do so yourself. That's what I say. Well said. Thank you. In other news, I was a big fan of MVP. Very happy to see him back at the Royal Rumble. Great theme song. Right? He's got one of the better theme songs. Great theme song. He had a great character, great gimmick, great moves. It, it, it was just awesome. Bowling. Yeah, it was just awesome. Well, apparently his return to WWE is over. Yeah, no, there was no contract or anything. It was short-lived. He revealed on Instagram that his match with Mysterio was his last in WWE as he nears the end of his career. Do you know why it was with Ray, right? Why? Uh, that's his son's favorite Favorites. wrestler. Last match in the WWE. I think that's... Do we see Do we see him pop up back on Impact? He had a good career in Impact. Does he go to knows? AW I, I or think, just hang around the indies? I think it's just wherever and he's on his farewell tour. I don't think he's ever been in ROH. I don't know. I mean... But, okay. I think any of these companies will be more willing to have him. For one-off. It just really depends what he wants to do here. I mean, the ball is really in his court. But, you know, classy move from WWE. It was a gentleman's agreement. They, they let him do his thing for his kid. Uh, they didn't necessarily have to do that. No, because he wasn't a main event big name. No, he never was a main event guy. He was higher up in the, in the mid-card, I would say. Yeah. And he did a very good job doing what he did. So it was a win-win for everyone there. On the news, one thing I noticed during the Raw Rumble, no Vic Joseph. Apparently, he's been replaced with Todd Phillips on the Raw commentary team. How do you feel about this? I think Todd Phillips is doing a better job uh, than what Vic, what Vic Joseph does. And yeah, it comes down to experience. But Happy to see my man Byron Saxon back, though. I was going to say, I'm sure you're very happy about that. It works, though. It works for Monday Night Raw because you know Vic Joseph, he, he was like too much too soon. I mean, Monday Night Raw is... He wasn't bad, though. He was getting better. You always root for an underdog putting and I think it's cute. But, you know, Monday Night Raw is... is I am cute. I think I'm sexy. I got the moves. That drives the girls wild. 
But it's Monday Night Raw is the marquee show. It always has been, and you can't have a guy that's just trying out for a show. Or Todd just try- Phillips. Todd Phillips is he's more seasoned. Mm-hmm. So is By- Byron Saxon. They just sound better. They have they have more confidence when they're speaking. It just sounds more professional than Vic Joseph. No offense to Vic Joseph. I'm sure he's going to do better down the road. He's still young. You're very know, young, yeah. You might as well throw him on like 205 Live or NXT UK or something somewhere. Have him learn a little bit more. And then maybe eventually he gets back I to Monday Night Raw. Quickly, let's wrap things up here. Last week for the Royal Rumble, I wanted to do a segment I'd like to do for your award shows. You guys do in Hollywood. Yes. Who will win? Who do I want to win? Who should win? Mm. All three for the woman. I was going to pick Shayna Baszler. <laughs> she was supposed to win. They changed it last minute. Now we got Charlotte Flair. And I agree. She doesn't need to win. Becky Lynch is going to go against Shayna Baszler. WrestleMania. Not sure about Bailey yet. The rumor is Charlotte Flair versus Ray Ripley. I, I hear these rumors. I don't understand where they're coming from. I don't necessarily get it if this is a real thing. And she can't win. Why would she win the NXT, women, NXT championship? Why? Yeah, so what does this do, besides, like you said on Twitter, stealing the show? Yeah. I don't understand this logic here. Like, that would be a phenomenal match, but... But you know, Charlotte seen... Charles has some time. Rhea, Rip, Rhea Ripley, like, very young, obviously. She can be in a WrestleMania match with Charlotte Flair one or two years down the line, but this year for the NXT Championship, that just makes no sense to me. I don't see where they're going with that. We'll keep you updated, I'm sure. But Charlotte, Becky, I've seen. Charlotte, Bailey, I've seen. So something's got to change here. I, Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair would be a phenomenal match. Like I said, it would steal the show at WrestleMania, hands down. But again, that's something that we could see later on, not necessarily this year. You know, if I, I just don't know how it would work. Yeah, like, you'd have to, someone would have to sit down with me and explain to me why Charlotte Flair going for the NEC Championship makes sense. Marcus Davenport, Sean the Third. We have like two months to figure it out, so don't. I'm sure they'll tell you if it is true. This is just speculation at the point. Let's wrap it up quickly. Two news stories: Bret Hart has been diagnosed with basal cell sarcoma, the most common form of skin cancer. So, best wishes to him. Speedy recovery. Yes, Godspeed, Bret Hart. With early detection and treatment, most cases are curable. It's very rare that someone dies from this disease. So, glass half full here. No, absolutely. I mean, Not his first cancer scare, but hopefully he survives this one as well. And uh, announced this week, Nikki and Brie Bella are pregnant. And they're within, what, one week apart? About one week, yeah. That's just insane. If you watch Total Divas, Total Bellas like me and Mark do religiously, Nikki always wanted to get married, always wanted a kid, decided to realize it wasn't in the cards for her. Right. She loved John too much to focus on that. And now here she is, what, a year later? Engaged, and now with a baby. Congratulations to them. Con- major congrats to them. And Brie with her second child coming. Yeah. Uh, I think that's incredible. The, again, like the fact that they're twins and they're one week apart. But you, can't, you can't make that up. Something like Nikki always wanted. Marriage and a kid. And now she's getting it. So congratulations to her. Mark, we are rambling on way too long. We're still almost ready to go at BCW's Queen of the North to The crowd, from what I've heard, is still filing in. Just enough time to talk about some TV. You ready? Yeah. It's time for this week's TV Takedown. All right, Mark, we're almost ready to go in New Jersey. Just enough time to talk about some TV in the Royal Rumble. How do you feel about Drew McIntyre squashing the OC? Oh, man. 
Does that make the OC look I, bad? I, I, I have some mixed feelings about that because it does make the OC look so bad. But I, I get what they're doing with Drew McIntyre. I get it too, but there could be another tag team you do that with. Yes, I agree. I think they could have used a different tag team. The OC getting squashed like that. Kills I, any momentum they have. They're the world's greatest tag team, and this is what they do? Yeah. And I get you. You're making Drew McIntyre look like a monster, look like a beast, so why he not, can face why, Brock Lesnar. But Why not the uh, Street Profits? They're not doing much. They could have done the Street Profits. They could have done they could have Zack looked. Ryder and Kurt Hawkins. They could have done the, too obvious. Though, they could have done B-Team. I think they're on SmackDown, aren't they? It, who cares? Who knows? But I didn't like that as a, uh, too much. Something we missed last week was I also don't like the fact that Seth Rollins and Buddy Murphy are tag team champions. Oh, yeah. We didn't get the chance to talk about that, no. I don't think. And I'm not trying to be a hypocrite here because I always talk about for the last almost four years now, I love f- factions. I love when they all hold championships. Yeah. I just don't think Seth Rollins and Buddy Murphy should be win the, the belts this early, this quick. I, I, like I think if it was going to go to any team, it should have been AOP. That's just the argument everyone's saying. But I just don't think it's too early for them to have championship gold right now. I don't necessarily understand the logic of why yeah, no, Rollins and Murphy have the tag team championships when they have a very formidable team in their faction. I don't know. What's the name of their faction anyway? Do we have a name for them yet? No. We don't. It's the Mon- Monday Night Messiah and his disciples. They need a better name. Yeah. We'll find out. I don't think they're going to get one. But Mark, anything you want to talk about on TV? Well, TV, we were touching it earlier before. Hell of an ending to Raw. Yes, we did talk about it. Okay. With Randy Orton, Edge. Wow. 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 Probably one of the best endings I've seen in Night Raw in a very long time. Now, I missed that. I went to bed a little early, and I was reading something about it the next day. And when I watched it back, because I wanted to get too spoiled, I'm like, all right, yeah. let me just watch this. <sighs> well done. It's cringeworthy. Yeah. Well done. Like, you, we all know the story about Edge and to see these chair shots. And by the way, the RKO by itself is devastating enough to the, to the neck. He wrapped his neck in the steel chair, went to the top, to the middle rope to jump off of it. And stopped himself. That was awesome. You see him, you see his mind thinking and contemplating The it. voice is going, he said, it's like yes. reminiscent of back when, uh, where you did the Triple H uh, when they had the, yes. their whole thing in WrestleMania Ugh. years ago. I thought it was well done. I thought we were going to see the, the punk p- come back. The play up with Edge's neck injury is coming back? Yeah. Wow. Now, they have to keep Edge off TV for a while now. They got to. They have this to. This is probably them running him off to WrestleMania. Yeah. We won't see him for a while. We'll probably see him maybe after Elimination Chamber or at Elimination Chamber. What if, oh my God, I, I have an idea. Oh my God, okay. What if Randy Orton goes to NXT, right? Okay. Grabs Beth Phoenix, throws her in the ring, gives her a punt. Ooh. Punt? I don't think so. Maybe RKO though. Punt. RKO sets up for the punt, and then stops like he did last week with the chair. Or he goes for the punt, and gets speared. I think he goes for the punt and then stops himself. He does get the punt. I want to see the punt one more time, buddy. I love the punt, but you got to think something's going to happen maybe with Beth Phoenix because obviously she's still. She mentioned it on NXT. She did? She gave a recap about her husband's health, yeah. Oh, wow, wow, okay. That's how they started the show. All right, so we have some breadcrumbs here. Yeah, and Wednesday I was watching both AEW and NXT. As In the background, I was cleaning up my house. I had some friends coming over, but yeah, NXT's awesome. Watch NXT, please. Now, uh, I'm going to switch gears over to SmackDown real fast. I missed SmackDown tonight. I have something to do, so please fill me in what happened. Okay, so... Quickly. Main event... We have the same old, yeah. same old again. What was, was the dog food 
Lucy has to eat dog food, right? Lucy eats dog food. How did that come about? I guess from like these weeks of uh, before. No, so it wasn't Roman or Baron saying it or management saying it. It just. I you know honestly I missed okay. the beginning. I think it, there was some sort of promo. Caught the tail end of this. I'm like, oh, so this is just the same thing I saw three four weeks ago. Pretty only, much only reversed. Pretty much, it's just the same shit with the same guys. Mm-hmm. There's something we don't want to see. Or we didn't really want to see. I mean, how many times are we going to see Roman Reigns and Baron Corbin share the same ring together? Now, I thought this was the blow off of the rivalry at yeah. Royal Rumble. I thought so too. Guess not. I, I I'm done with it, man. I I feel like they don't even have that good of chemistry in the ring together. I don't know. It's just can we just move on, please? And I I thought. When Fox got SmackDown, they want to see more in-ring content. Do they want to see Loser Eats Dog Food? We got a new IC champion talking to me about that. How Braun Strowman, I, I, I think that's great. I think it's it's his first championship, actually, I believe. If you don't count the Greatest Royal Rumble Championship. I, we're not counting that. <laughs> no one is. No. But kudos to Baron, uh, to Baron Corbin, to Braun Strowman. <laughs> okay, congratulations. Ow, you definitely feel certain some way about that. We can move along, though, because we're... Uh, we're short for time. Yeah, we're almost ready to go. BCW is Queen of the North, too. My phone is blowing up, so there's a lot of things going on BCW. But real fast, we have to talk about the Royal Rumble, right? Royal Rumble. So I've been talking about the Royal Rumble for a while now. Go back, listen to the last couple of years. I think it was actually last year. The winners of the Royal Rumble, I felt, don't need to win the Royal Rumble. I felt the winner of the Royal Rumble should be somebody who needs to get the push to the title picture. Someone who deserves the push. So when I read Roman Reigns was the rumored winner, supposed to have won, I'm like, mm, I don't know how that's going to go over. When I see that Drew McIntyre wins, this is something I've been calling for the Royal Rumble for years now. Somebody who deserves to be in the title picture and just needs that push. And this is, I think, the push he deserves and he's going to get. Finally, the Royal Rumble delivers a legitimate winner. It's been years since I've seen that. Um, the last time I saw it, I think, was Shinsuke Nakamura when he won. Like he- I wouldn't even go that far because that went nowhere. Well, he did wind up going nowhere, unfortunately for him. But I see what you're saying. Yes, okay, yes. You know, but I when he initially that, yeah. won, like we had that feeling. I mean, yeah. we don't necessarily know what's going to happen with Drew McIntyre this year. We hope that he winds up de- uh, dethroning the Beast at WrestleMania. He has to. That's what we feel, and that's what we felt about Shinsuke. I didn't feel that way. Fair enough, but that's what many felt about Shinsuke Nakamura. But Drew McIntyre, he's got the size, he's got the ability. I mean, I've said for a long time, this guy should be the face of this company. He's got it all. He has all the intangibles to do it. Very happy. So I I was stoked when he won the Royal Rumble. Me too. I was very happy. Finally, someone who deserves it, who could use it. Like, Randy Orton didn't need to win the Royal Rumble. Batista didn't need to win the Royal Rumble last time he won. Roman Reigns doesn't need to win the Royal Rumble. No. I mean, he's going to face the Fiend anyway, as we know. Yeah. And that's just the downside of that glass half empty kind of thing. Why would you want your main event at WrestleMania, the big show of the year, to be your champion against some mid-card guy? Well, but Drew the way McIntyre it, was never a mid-card yeah, guy. Yeah, exactly. There's one point. The way they're setting up Drew McIntyre, this is the perfect choice, perfect moment, well done. And uh, and especially the way how he, how he eliminated Brock Lesnar, yeah. which was epic. I, I thought it was so cool. So Mark Schwann, I think you're cursed. What do you mean, I'm cursed? Drew McIntyre was the one to watch in 2019. 2019 came to an end, and he did nothing, and now 2020 was, came around, and he, now he's the number one contender. I was a year too early. What can I say? Who was the, pick, who's the one to watch in 2020? I said um, Alistair Black. There you go. Can't wait for Alistair Black. Mark your calendars, 2021. 
That's going to be his year. Well, the rumor was uh, Alistair Black was on the contention list. He was. When, yeah. He was. And real quick note, I'm actually disappointed that Asuka lost to Becky Lynch. Me too. It doesn't make any sense. The storyline would have been perfect if Asuka won. Yeah, to keep that rivalry going. I believe it was Ember Moon talking about it on WB backstage. Storyline-wise, character-wise, it makes sense for Becky to lose here. Yeah, absolutely. And Corey Graves yeah. actually touched a little bit about Becky Lynch, too, on his, on his podcast. Okay. Saying how uh, you know he he's listening to the crowd, and he feels it too that they're growing stale for Becky Lynch. I said that a couple months ago. I'm, I'm we, we talked about it. She's had the championship for what a year now, almost. She's had this huge run for two years now. So now what? So now what? She needs a character shift. She needs something else. Maybe Becky Lynch turns heel. I, I'm just going to flat out say it. You know, it's no secret that her and Seth Rollins are in a relationship. We all know that. Yeah. She, uh, her promo that she did Monday Night Raw was kind of, dare I say, heel-esque. You know, yeah. her cockiness that she had, turning around, showing the goat on her jacket. Yeah. You know, I, I could, just, I just, I could yeah. definitely see her joining that, the, joining that Messiah group. I don't well, know Shana, why I see it. Shayna's a heel. Dude, the fans love her. That could switch real fast. We've seen storylines before where yeah. one's a heel, one's a face, and it, it shifts midway through that rivalry. Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair, right? Yeah. yeah. We, we uh, saw that not too long ago, and we could easily see that shift maybe. right there. I don't know about Shayna as a face, but maybe she could be like a tweener, Stone Cold type thing. Yeah. But I totally agree. That's what I want to talk about. Thank you for reminding me of that. But Becky Lynch needs something. It's not even just a new opponent, but a new direction. Because she even said it. She beat everybody she wants to beat. There's, no, there's nobody left for her to beat. Yeah, except Shayna Baszler now, but I don't know when that's going to get introduced. Who does she face at Elimination Chamber? What happens at Elimination Chamber? We'll find out. I think it'd be so interesting though if if you see Becky turn. I don't know. I agree with you, but we'll find out. Anything else about TV, Mark? Well, speaking of big shows, dude, my phone is going nuts right now. Lots of updates. Apparently, Riley Shepard is making a return. Oh, awesome! Faye Jackson is relinquishing what? the world championship, uh, her women's championship. Not my girl, Faye. This is insane right now. Abel, can you tell us what's going on? All right, Michael J. Putty, Mark Schwan, thanks for throwing it back to us here at Queen of the North. We have a special guest from the Jobber Tears podcast who is doing color commentary with me on the first half of Queen of the North, Miss Janelle from HR. Oh, you guys are too sweet. Thank you. Shout out to the Shot of Wrestling. That's in the building along with the Java Tears podcast. I can't do anything without the support of others. So I appreciate you guys always. So, guys, what you've missed so far is that there's been qualifying rounds. Faye Jackson vacated the BCW Women's Championship. So sad for my sis, but she got to get better. So, you know, shout out to Faye Jackson, your first ever BCW Women's World Champion. With much respect, she held that title for this past year. 2019 was all hers, and she did it very well. But she has a lot more things coming. I mean, you could go ahead and plug it in. What's going on in Tampa? Oh, ladies and gentlemen, if you're going to be down in Tampa WrestleMania weekend, we will all be down there supporting Miss Faye Jackson presents the great sweatpants battle royale where she's already announced crime time will be a part of the battle royale. I don't know about you guys. Well, of course not you, Greenman, but me. I'm ready to see crime time and some great sweats. So make sure to support her. You can look out for tickets on sale on eventbrite.com. And once again, proceeds of the tickets will go to Planned Parenthood. So it is a charity event. That is really awesome. 
And because of the vacancy of the championship tonight, this tournament will crown the second ever BCW Women's Champion. Uh, the, 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 stack, the card is stacked right now. It's definitely overwhelming, but it's in, in a good sense. You have, um, you know, Vanity, who's a um, number one contender. So she's a crowd favorite. She went straight. She got a buy straight to the finals. She got a few buys. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she, she got accosted by the new members of the PCA. And what surprise Supposedly. of the members. I mean, what better people to get? I, I thought they were awesome. I mean, I, I believe both women are great. But then, once again, this Fatal Five Way is every woman for herself. So we'll see who's really a part of the team. It was crazy. Marty Bell advances. Brandy Lauren advances. Ray Lynn advances. We mentioned that Savannah Evans advances. And with Vanity as a bye, the end of the night is going to be something special. Queen of the North 2 already off to a great start. It's been a pleasure having Likewise, you. Likewise, always a pleasure. By commentary. We may have disagreed a couple times here but and there. You know, Disagreements, but it's all in love of wrestling. And and as Ruth Zala would say, respectively, <laughs> I respect you guys at the Jobbers Tears and everything you guys are and doing. I love you guys at the Shot of Wrestling. So thank you guys so much for having me. And this little tidbit of the review of the first half of the Queen of the North Two show. Wow! I'm joined by one of the most sexiest, the most talented, mm. someone who just resigned with BCW for another year. Welcome back, Eric Jaden. Thank you so much, Green. It's so great to be your second half of the Queen of the North Tournament. Jordan Grace. Kimberly, it doesn't get any better than that. How did you feel about the first half of tonight? The women absolutely killed it. This is women's wrestling at its best. If you talk about a women's uh, revolution, you're witnessing here, Queen of the North. You know, I gotta tell you, that, that monster women's match was amazing. I was telling, talking to Janelle from the Jobbers here. Talk about the women's evolution. That match took the women's evolution to the next level. I would honestly put those women against the men <laughs> on a monster's match. Well, let's, talk about, think, let's talk about it. Let's talk about that for a little bit. You're not competing tonight. Nope. Um, how do you feel, you know, having the night off? You didn't even know that you were... You, you were really done with BCW. Yeah, today right? today officially, officially, a lot of people don't know, was my last day with BCW. We had not come to an agreement on a contract. I had a one-year contract with them. Now, why is it? Why, why didn't you guys come to an agreement? It was more, you know, it was more in a sense where, where would I be able to take bookings? How much, I, you know, a sense of pay? When I be compensated for bookings I didn't take. So we went back and forth on it. And since I've been lucky, my popularity has grown. And I've been able, and I'm coming back from an injury, and I have a lot of companies reaching out to me. So I, it was a lot of bargaining back and forth. And I needed to make sure that, one, I was financially stable. Two, the dates were booked, and my storyline will push forward. Okay, you're showing us a little bit behind the curtain, yes. which I appreciate yeah. that. That's, you know, what this show. Um, part of it is all about it's really getting behind the scenes of professional wrestling. So thank you for that. Uh, this past year, 2019, the Satsujin Squad Oof. has done a lot of great things. You know, you started off the year with championships, a lot of gold. You didn't end the year that way, though. And we have a lot more to look forward to because you're regrouping. Yes. You know, 
There were some hiccups along the way, but I feel very confident that 2020 is going to be even better for you guys. Yeah, 2020 is going to be phenomenal. It's uh, basically our redemption year. We went through a solid year of championships. One being a great, great run with BCW, and two, having another great run with, uh, with the Bronx Wrestling Federation. Now we have a sight set with other promotions, and we have a sight set on a lot of gold. A lot of gold. You're going to see, I would say, the half of the six months, 2020, Sasuja be holding a lot of gold around their waist. Well, as Paul Heyman likes to say, that is not a prediction. That is a spoiler, hopefully, brother. Um, these two women are showing us one hell of a wrestling match. Jordan, Jordan, who do you think is going to come out on top? Looks like Jordan Grace is bringing the fight to Kimberly, but we're on top and we might see a, a huge superplex from the top rope. Oh, she's going up. She's going on, Abel. Yeah, Kimberly's already on the top rope. Kim Jordan Grace was climbing little by little. She got torn down there. What's she going to do? Oh, muscle buster. Muscle buster. The power of Jordan Grace. Look how she has her. Oh! Kimberly just dropped her on her back. Oh, I thought she, so close. I thought she had her, Abe. I thought she had her. I that, thought she had her. That was the closest count I could have. The milliseconds. He's, he, here's the thing I don't understand. She's kicking out of these moves. I mean, these power moves that Jordan Grace is inflicting on her. I mean, have you seen anything like this, Abel? I, I mean, I haven't. And, and I, I would refer to you on your experience Ooh. in the ring. You know, taking the amount of damage that Kimberly has taken in this match already. Uh, how much more could she take? I don't see her taking much more. I see those if these, a couple, two, I would say two or three more power moves, and that's just the end for Kimberly. She's just getting annihilated. But 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 to the credit of a competitor, you guys don't give up. It reminds me of your match with Darius Carter. As much as Darius Carter wanted to keep tearing you down, oh! there was moments like this, Jaden. Kimberly, oh, pushing through, and it's over. He got her, Abel. She got her. She got her. Power bomb. It is over. Kimberly pulls out the big win against Jordan Grace with the power bomb. I can't believe it. I that did not see it coming. Jordan Grace had everything put together at the end of this match. Kimberly saw that opening, that one opportunity, and she took it. We were saying the heart of a champion, never give up, never surrender. And she came out victorious. Kimberly proved it that technique can outpower. Technique, the technique she used outpowered Jordan Grace. There's a lot of crazy things that have been going on in New Jersey. Faye Jackson vacating the women's title, a women's monster match. Queen of the North 2 now ready to crown the second women's champion in BCW history. Oh, what too a much night, going brother. on. Too much going on. But I tell you what, this is the premier women's tournament today out there in the independent scene. Shane Fair putting the white glove treatment. <laughs> hey, didn't he just sign a one year contract? <laughs> Breaking news, everybody. Breaking news here on a shot of wrestling. BCW will be returning for their anniversary show on March 27th. Very important, BCW has been doing anniversary shows in a big way. 
in a big way. Last year, AR Fox debuted. Austin Theory debuted. The Skulk debuted. People from Evolve were all involved into it. Now, stars in NXT. What could we expect? We've seen Shelton Benjamin, Billy Gunn. I mean, you guys know how to do anniversary big. It doesn't end from there. And, you know, end of 2020, this March 2020 will be our fourth year anniversary. And it's just going to get even bigger, Abel, even bigger, with bigger stars. And Mr. Darius Carter will be defending his BCW heavyweight title in a steel cage match. What? Are you kidding me? Are you breaking the news here on I'm the show? I'm breaking wrestling? the news. He is scheduled. And it's the number one contenders. Yours truly. Yours truly against Azriel for the number one contendership. And that same night, whoever wins that match, we will face Mr. Darius Carter in a steel cage. Ladies and gentlemen, if this is another great reason why you listen to a shot of wrestling, BCW's official podcast. Breaking news, March 27th will be our anniversary show coming back to Richfield Park. But Eric Jaden just freaking blew my mind with one of the headline matches for that evening. Talking about headlines. Oh, oh speaking R of Riley, Darius Carter. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of headlines, Riley Shepard supposed to be making her in-ring debut tomorrow night, coming back a day early in a place she's making home. She made a home for herself on the commentary table with, with Pete and AJ this past year. But tonight, she's going one-on-one -on -one in her biggest opportunity. She's fighting for the BCW Championship. She deserves this. This, this woman has endured so much. You know my history with him. He broke my arm. He broke Nye Kennedy's face. He dislocated the shoulder of Hollywood Mark Schwann. He even injured Riley Shepard. Darius Carter has proven himself to be very ruthless. He doesn't care. Man, child, female, dog, cat. He doesn't really care, Abel. And this is going to be a key match. Look at her. Look at her in the ring. She has fire in her eyes. She's going to take out Darius. I feel it. She's taking him out tonight. But as someone who just re-signed with BCW, who's got his eyes set on the championship. Could it be one day Eric Jaden versus Riley Shepard? Who hey, knows? Who knows? I didn't think it happened. You know what? One thing I found out when I faced Darius Carter when he broke my arm, he is not invincible. He has weakness. I found his weakness, and I will exploit that. Whether it's Darius Carter, Riley Shepard, or whoever. I know I will have my shot anniversary March 2020. Well, ladies and gentlemen, tonight, Riley Shepard coming back from injury in her in-ring debut. Last year, this man broke her leg. This man took her out of the tournament. And a year later, she is back to face him. And, and like she said, and she, like she said it earlier, she's doing it because she wants to take what is most precious to Darius Carter, and that's the BCW Championship. You know, I, I, I have nothing but disdain for Darius Carter. I have nothing but hatred towards Darius Carter. So I know how Riley Shepard feels. He's scum, Abel. He is scum. And one way or the other, whether it's Riley Shepard or myself, we will beat Darius Carter. Riley Shepard, very impressive in her, in her return to the ring after knee injury. And Darius Carter 
as a champion, not favoring, not giving her any leeway here. This is a championship match. Still here by my side, Eric Jaden. You know how it feels to be in that championship match. You know how the what the pressures and what it takes. It's, um, it's, it's enormous, and I have to say, I give 100% credit to Riley Shepard. She is holding her own, toe-to-toe. -to -toe. I mean, Darius has been dishing out the... I mean, the worst things I've ever seen in my life to her. Kicking in her face, constantly beating on that injured knee, and he's been relentless, and look at her. She's still there. This she's still fighting. This whole night has been, it's feeling like there's a target, and that target is set on her knee, and Darius Carter has been taking advantage. But the crowd, like you could hear right now, they are behind the comeback story. They are behind Riley Shepard. Could she be? Our next BCW Women's Champion. What a drop kick from the top rope. The pin. It's over. Oh. No. Oh my God. Two and a half. Two and a half. Two and a half. So close. Jaden. I thought crowd, she had it. I thought she had it. It was three. Oh. Come on, Riley. You could do it, Riley. You could do it. What a drop kick. A missile drop kick from the top rope. That Lee is still. Still favoring holding up. Still favoring the knee. She's still favoring the knee. Look, she's trying to put it. She's trying to pop it back in. Oh, she is. Now, you know, coming back from injury, you don't come back 100%. And you don't know if you're 100% until you get into that ring, now, right? You'll never know until you get into that ring, until you test it out. And this is one hell of a way to test out that knee against Darius Oh, Carter. God, against Darius. All right. Oh, he's setting up, I think, for the finish. Raleigh reverses Looking it. For you're right, he was looking for that foreclosure. Riley Shepard picking up Darius with ease. Fireman's but carry. That leg, could that leg hold up? Oh, that leg wavering. Oh, oh, Darius went right for it. Vicious, vicious, vicious attack. Back to the knee, Darius Carter, relentless, like I was telling you, relentless. He threw that shoulder right to the knee of Riley Shepard. Oh. I don't know how much more she could take, Abel. I really don't know how much she could take. I'm really worried right now for her safety. The ref needs to step in. Ref? Oh, who's this? Someone else is stepping step in. Who the heck is this? Guys, there's a masked person on the ring with a red bandana on her face. What's going on? Oh! oh. Darius Carter just decked this masked person. Is it a guy, a girl? I have no idea. This person came from behind, came from the, from the curtain. Oh, Riley with the roll up. It's over. Oh. The distraction of this masked person almost cost Darius Carter the championship foreclosure. Riley is out. Riley is out. Uh, Welcome to Dream Street. She's out. She's out. Darius Carter with the finish. We had a mystery person come from behind. Jaden, I'm more concerned about who that person is and why. Why would this person interfere in this match? I can't believe, I can't believe this scumbag, this piece of trash. Look at him, look at him, he makes me sick. Ugh. The crowd is silent, they're not happy about how this night has ended with uh, Darius Carter still holding the BCW Championship. I guess, uh, ladies and gentlemen, the rain continues 449 days today.
will be going on straight to March 27 anniversary. Darius is not done. What is he doing? Oh, get him out of here. Get, where's the ref? Ref, get him out of here. She's not, he's not done. What is he doing? Darius Carr just went under the ring to pick up some hardware. Now yelling at fans. Oh, come this on. Scum. This guy is scum. No, this has to, no way. Where are the referees? Somebody, somebody get in there. Oh, kick. Riley Shepard straight in the face. I think he's gonna try to take her out again. Oh no, come on. No, Jayden, no, Jayden, no. Jayden, I know you wanna get up in, the, oh! up in this. Don't do it. I don't know if I can hold don't back. Don't do it, don't do it. I don't do know it. if I can hold back. Don't do it. You yourself are coming back from injury. This is not the time, this is not the place, Jaden. Oh no, he's not gonna take the chair to Riley's knee. No, please, no. Jaden, no. I know it's taking a lot of you to hold back. This masked man is right Yes! There. Who is this person? Jaden, it's Nia Kennedy! <laughs> it's Nia Sen fucking Sujin. Kennedy! <laughs> Are you kidding me? Oh. oh, yeah! Did you know this? Yes, I did! Did you know this? Yes, I did! Oh, my God! Nia! No wonder you were sitting him. here! Beat him with the chair, Nia! Beat the crap out of him. No yes. wonder you were sitting here so <laughs> calm and cool. You know what? Are you kidding you me? You know this. You know when you mess with Satsujin. You know when you mess with us, you're going to get hurt. Him again? Yes. I love it. They want a woman. Get him. Get him, Nia, Riley. Nia Kennedy now trying to bring justice. Putting justice in her own hands with a steel chair. Darius Carter, if you remember, kicked Nia Kennedy straight in the face. Take him apart. Her jaw, Satsujin. Satsujin. She reveals her jersey and it says Satsujin. <laughs> oh! Yeah! Hit him again! Hit him again! This is retribution. This is what we're talking about. This scum, this piece of trash, Darius Carter had this coming. He broke her foot, he broke my arm, he broke Nia Kennedy's jaw, and he's getting what he deserves. No, Look there's no him. security. Yeah, screaming for security. <laughs> Eric Jaden has taken care of security yes. tonight. He has paid those people. I see them actually by the bar, they're grabbing a drink. Where's the two good security guys? No Cheers security to you guys. tonight, no security tonight. I said I was gonna get him back. I told him I was gonna get him back. He didn't listen. Harris Carter and his ego got the best of him. We are back. We are back at BCW. Wow. We, we got champion. caught up in all the action. The final match, the main event. Are you kidding me? You gotta listen wow. to this Vanity. Welcome back BCW. to the end of BCW's Queen of the North, Jaden. I can't believe it. This is phenomenal, Abel. This is phenomenal. Vanity. Vanity just went through it all. 
She pinned Marty Bell. She took Ray Lynn to the limit outside the ring. And now, we gotta listen to this. Here we go, the passing of the torch. The passing of the torch. Faye Jackson has been a phenomenal, phenomenal champion. I feel really sad that she has to relinquish the title. Take this shit over, girl. You got this. Emotions are running high. Marty Bell embracing the new champion. Good stuff. This is awesome. There's so much history that Vanity has had here at BCW. Taking out Tasha Steeles and becoming the number one contender. Coming into Queen of the North. also for Matt Travis. I was talking a little bit about the history. Don't get it twisted, because you know I'll always pop up somewhere and do some harm, right? Yeah. Yes. Jada, I mentioned there was a lot of history here for Vanity, and I talked about her becoming number one contender, taking care of Tasha Steeles. Yes. But one of the things I did not talk about was that BCW was the place where Vanity met one of her closest friends. Someone who you're very familiar with, who a lot of the people in the independent scene in our area, in the world, are familiar with. Matt Travis, who tragically passed away in 2019. That's why she wears that knee pad, MDK. Yeah, she has that uh, MDK, murder by kicks, the knee pad, in tribute to Matt Travis. And you know what, what a fitting tribute. I know Matt Travis, I knew Matt Travis when he first got into this business up in the Bronx, up at BWF. And this is a fitting tribute to him. Rest in peace, Matt Travis. I know you're looking down and I know you're happy that Vanity has become the new Brie Combination Wrestling Women's Heavyweight Champion. What a night. Queen of the North 2 definitely delivered. Wow. This is awesome. If this you, is awesome. If you like what you're listening to right now here on A Shot of Wrestling, if you like the action that we've been calling and we've been so excited to call for you, you got to be part of it. Don't just listen to it. Come and join us. March 27th, we will be having our anniversary show right back here. Shane Fair, Shane Fair called it. Our fourth anniversary coming back to Richfield Park. Thank you very much for joining us here on A Shot of Wrestling. For Eric Jaden, for Jimmy J, Michael J. Putty, Mark Schwan, for Janelle from HR, from the Jobber Tears podcast, the whole family here at BCW for our new women's champion, Vanity. I've been able. Good night.
Congratulations, Vanity. You deserve it. You deserve it. Hey, baby, I hear the bell ringing, hip tosses and body slams. Oh, my. And maybe you seem a bit confused. Yeah, baby, but I got you pinned. Ha, 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 But I don't know what to do when I see them with that golden case. They're cashing it in. Authority all in my face. What is a man to do? Good night, everybody. <laughs>